Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raising Remarkable Teenagers podcast. I am extremely excited. And for those of us that are watching on video, we've got a lovely, lovely lady here, Alex. And uh, Alex is going to be talking to us about um, our young people's uh, weight management. And I'm so the reason I'm so excited about this, and I don't want to take so much time, is because this is a subject that you guys have asked for and and guess what we found and guess who we found so you're going to introduce yourself and uh i'm not going to take much of our time because i want you to do it and let's move it and let's move on and let's get hearing this alex take it away uh thank you so much alex Tomaszewska. i'm a conscious weight loss guide and i'm sure Probably everything that I'm going to say today is nothing that you ever heard about uh, weight loss, weight, weight gain, body weight in, um, in general. Yeah. So what's the first question that you have in mind? What's popping in there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So as you heard that, so we're going to be listening to the guidance regarding weight management. So what we know and what all of us know is that we are having a problem with young people's weight management, right? Whether that is they are eating too much or some of them are not eating enough because they have, because they have some body issues, right? So Alex is going to speak to us about how, how do you approach this? For example, I know some of you guys have come back to me and said to me that, what do I do? This kid is always going into the fridge and I don't want, and, and, and I, I don't want to stop them from eating, but I, I don't want, I don't want them, they, they add, you don't want to mention that F word, right? <laughs> because then that makes them even feel more insecure. So how can we approach that? Especially when you see that your young person is, it's like getting a bit too much on the heavier side how, how can we approach that alex tell us mm -hmm. um yeah so first of all i know there has been uh, a term there's so many terms uh that have been created around weight loss and weight gain as if you know it wasn't even a thing and it's something that we're not supposed to be talking about mm. and it is a completely natural process Weight loss, weight gain, it's absolutely natural. I mean, we do this every single day, right? So um, I don't think, um, and I'm going to explain why as we step further into the interview, um, sweeping things under the carpet and pretending that they're not there, what it does for us is they are still here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're not gone. They're not gone. Yeah. And I will be explaining in a second how weight is actually created in, in the body and that comes to uh, diseases, weight gain, weight loss, whatever it is that we're talking about that's out of normal, like a normal healthy body. You know, you have your BMI medical standards, you go check your uh, vitals and then they're out of normal, right? So that's uh, what you're asking me is when we see that that weight is getting out of that, that normal range, um, we want to we want to do something about it we want to be healthy right absolutely um so basically um you're approaching this topic already from the point of view i see that they are eating too much right 
And the way I see it, eating is not the problem. It is an effect. Mm. So when the parents say, I don't want them to stop, to stop them from eating, that's awesome. That's brilliant. Because if we just deprive them of, of something that they want to do, still the problem is, remains here, right? Mm. So um, what we want to do with weight, the way I work with my clients, is we dig deeper into why mm. our brain mm. decided that what we need to do now is eat, that actually what we need to do now is gain weight. So the process is I have an inner conflict inside of me and we will talk about it. what are those inner conflicts and how they are created. Um, and so my brain decided I either need to have more fat in my body. Fat has functions, bodily functions. One of them is a protective function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I'm not feeling safe because of something. Uh, or um, why I need more water in my body. Water is an, has another function. Or why do I need a bigger body? Mm-hmm. And so it decides that it wants to help a person. Like our biology will help us deal with anything that we're dealing with internally. That's right. And the body is the only tool that a brain has to deal with. You know, it's the only tool. So it's going to show up as a disease, as weight, as lack of appetite, as uh, increased appetite, it's going to show up in your body Mm. uh, so that you can deal with it, so that you see it. So it's easy for you to deal with something internally. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is that weight gain or weight loss is, um, is an effect. Faye, talk to us about the cause, because uh, I want to know all of you guys know I like, as a psychologist, I like to, to think in terms of what are we, what's causing this? Because everything we see on the outside is really an effect. So let's hear about the conflicts. What are the causes? What are these conflicts? And then possibly later on, we can talk about, you guys, you know, I like to talk about young people, helping young people process what's going on and it's in processing that we are able to demystify the problems and then we are able to make a headway so Alex talk to us about the conflicts that happen that lead to us wanting actually to our young people wanting to eat more or eat less Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way because food is good and and you guys know We encourage a healthy relationship with food, a healthy relationship with the interpretation. It is not the food, it is the interpretations that we make about that. So Alex, talk to us about the conflicts as a cause. I love how you called it, the interpretation. Yes, so what does food represent for me? Because I can be thinking, you know, those chips are awesome, Mm. but really, when I work with my clients, I, I make them, I, I, I have them look deep into why do you think chips are awesome? Like, are, are they really awesome? We know they're not healthy. Basically, it's just fat and starch. So is it really awesome? No, but it was representing something in, uh, in my mind, yeah? Mm. Uh, so for instance, uh, sugar, uh, 
when we feel when we have that sugar craving and it's different than than addiction like sugar is very addictive more addictive than than cocaine right yeah. so if we can not give sugar to our child so that it doesn't um by accident get addicted let's just stay away from that like we don't we don't need that much sugar in our in our bodies right yeah. so um, and when you say but, sugar do you mean additional sugar because for example fruit fruit got loads of sugar and yeah. and it's healthy so what would you mean by sugar is it the added sugar table sugar or anything that has sugar I mean anything that that has sugar so fruit is healthy mm-hmm. but we need to be mindful of the fact that it that it has sugar and it's also possible as long as it does have sugar even if it's fructosis mm-hmm. it's possible to to get um, get addicted I'm not saying we will because like the, there's a there's a wrong long way there right yeah um, but vegetables don't have that right so by default they are they are healthier uh, for us they don't have that addictive factor um, in them. Um, but going back to, to, to why I started talking about sugar is that biologically, the reason why we crave sugar is because we are craving some sort of love. And that always goes back to my mom's love. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like a feeling, you know, you're not going to suddenly say, oh yeah, that's what I thought. I, I needed love, not sugar. No, that's not how it happens. Mm. But sugar represents something, like you said. And then uh, you can realize just after seeing this, this podcast, right? That, okay, maybe I'm craving something different. What am I actually, what am, what am I actually missing right now? And when you ask yourself that question, mm. when you talk to yourself and ask, you know, without any shame, without any guilt, without saying, telling yourself what you should and shouldn't do. No, it's, what do I need? Mm. You know, what do I need? Is this conversation? Um, so let's go back to to the inner conflicts that yeah. that that caused that your question mm-hmm. one of these is this kind of a conflict um which results in a feeling of um in a limiting belief that i am not important and this is not something usually people realize that they have it when they become entrepreneurs and they realize they need to work on their mindset. At least that was the case for me. Then I learned, oh, there is such a thing as limiting beliefs. Oh, and uh, I'm not important is one of those beliefs. Okay. Mm-hmm. But most people have no idea that it actually exists, but then they live it their whole lives. Yeah. Wow. Um, the biology of how that leads to weight gain is something like this. Mm-hmm. When we are young, Mm. up to six seven uh seven years our brain is really flexible really and it's like a sponge Mm. and it's unable to so it takes everything as the truth basically yeah and i just want to mention at that point guys you know we talk about the the alpha brain at that point the 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 when, when kids are very young they're operating at delta and then we move to alpha so it's just that you know like when you're just about to go to sleep and and it's you're just receiving everything you you, you're not thinking for yourself you're not at beta level so that's what alex is talking about and i know we've talked about this in um we've talked about this when we're talking about meditation and brain waves 
and the best time for our young people to learn and the, the importance of them not having anxiety because when you're having anxiety, you're at, operating at an ultra beta level. And when you're at an ultra beta level, you, are not, you can't create, you can't think straight, you can't be, you, you, you're not even nice, you know, you, you can't learn. So that's the level that Alex is talking about. When you're very young, when, when there were kids who are very young, that means they received so much and it's like everything goes straight into your subconscious mind. Yep. And once it's downloaded there, it lives in you, like you said, subconsciously, we're not aware of it. It's going mm -hmm. to manifest itself in life, in uh, your relationships, in you getting promotions, you feeling secure, insecure, etc. Mm -hmm. But then the root cause is, is that, that belief we, where we, when, which we get. And mm. um, so how can we get it? It's, it's from very simple uh, events mm. that are a blame, are a part of life of every parent, basically. Mm. So this really is, I said blame, because we never blame anybody for anything that, that ever happens. There's, there's not even such such thing, right? I, I, but, suppose, huh? I suppose uh, you can blame but no one is responsible for it. You know, blame is, is the thing we do. We, we apportion responsibility. Like I, I can decide it was because of you that made me, made me do this. So I'm giving you part of my responsibility. But really, like you said, no one is responsible for another's behavior. No one's responsible for another's thoughts. No one's responsible for another's feelings, right? So, like rightly you said, the, the blame, it's, it's quite a dangerous game, actually. Yes, mm. because it doesn't lead anywhere, really, when we blame anybody for anything. So, mm -hmm. so let me ask you, Alex, in, in terms of talking about, uh, about this, how would you encourage parents to speak to their young people about this, um, about this, uh, this eating, the eating habits? Right, how, because most parents come to me and they say, oh, I don't know how to deal with this one. And she's, eat, she's eating way too much and she's gaining so much, which it's, she's getting out of hand, right? And uh, I, I know what I tell them, but I would like to hear what additional, what additional advice you would give, you, you would give us for, for how to resolve those conflicts. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I'm trying to, to explain, because I wouldn't talk about their eating habits at all, to be fair, because like I said, that's an effect. Mm -hmm. That's something that, that your brain created, or maybe you got an eating habit. If you did, probably from your parents. So look at your own habits. Yeah. What kind of a, an example? Because my baby is copying me. My child is copying me. Mm. So the child will always will do as you do, not as you say, right? Mm -hmm. So when we work in psychobiology, we always, uh, with, even with teenagers, the work most of the time has to be done on the parent. Yeah, because the child is, is that sponge. So it's always come back, comes back to, um, to you. I, I, I like the way, what you said, because in research, we continue to find that uh, parents are still the most influential 
factor in our kids' lives. So that is good. But then that means we need to be models. Again, you guys know I talk a lot about us being models because our kids, they don't, they, we, they, they, they catch what, what we, what they see. They don't, they, they don't listen to what we say. They listen to what they see. You know, they are listening with their eyes. They are listening with, with how they feel. They are listening with, with everything. Talk about listening with your eyes. Talk about listening with how you feel. They are listening with their senses. And that's more impactful than words when you say to them, of course, we still know that we should have positive words, we should have positive affirmations and positive responses when we are speaking to our young people. But like Alex said, it's more about what are you modeling? You can't tell your kid, oh, don't, don't eat cheese and you eat five packets. You know, it just doesn't work like that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so it's really what I'm hearing from you, Alex, is you're talking a lot about modeling it coming from the parent. Now, let's assume the parents up to this time, because none of us is perfect. I know I have fallen short so many times and and I'm not always at the top of my game. So what we'd like to know is. If, for example, up to now, we haven't been good models in, in our eating, you know, what do we do? What do we, where do we go from here? Because it's about moving forward from now on. Yeah, when it comes to modeling, that's just a small part. Um, we're going to go to the, the example that I was giving and, and then yeah, everything is going to become um, clearer. Yeah. But when it comes to modeling, again, that blame that we were talking about, yeah. That has to go. We have a tendency to blame ourselves. And really, it's it's a negative energy. It can only have negative consequences when we blame anybody, including ourselves, for anything that happens. So what we want to work on is acceptance. Acceptance. Okay, this happened. Maybe my parent, of course, they were a part of my childhood, but I cannot blame them now. If we approach them with a loving approach, we're going to realize they are just people. And this is just a part of my legacy, right? Yeah. And um, when you're modeling, of course, you just want to, you don't even have to tell the kid, like you said, you don't need to use words to explain what you're doing. You just work on yourself, change those habits, and the rest will follow. So you can imagine this as a quiet process, you know, okay, I see my child is eating too much. So what can I change? about myself i don't even have to talk to them about this oh, that's 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 powerful what you said because just this morning i sent out a post to my my linkedin my facebook everywhere and i talked about influence right and what i'm hearing you say now and and, and i'm very usually quite big on becoming a person that's influential, a parent that is impactful, a parent that interests your young person because that's, that's what they will follow, right? That's what they will follow. Wow, that is, that is quite interesting. That's, 
I think we are in the vibe together because of what you're talking about. That's exactly what we were talking about, about influencing our young people. So in terms of, um, so what, what I'm hearing you say a lot is us as parents really have to work on ourselves, right? Mm. Yeah. And then in that quiet contemplation of ourselves, in that quiet conviction, then when we are operating from that quiet conviction, then we can influence our young people. As we make changes, right? As we change the fridge because of, <laughs> as we change what we buy, that's what they are emulating. That's what they eat, what we've bought, isn't it? And yeah. what, what about conversations about food and that? How would you, what would you say about that? What would you say in terms of conversations that people have? Because I know some people have positive conversations about food. Others have not very positive conversations about food. So what would you say about that? Well, so children need to know what's healthy and what's not healthy. Mm. I wouldn't be talking about calories, anything, you know, connected to diets, whatever. Uh, we want to focus on health because this is what it's ultimately connected with. Mm. And they, uh, I remember when I was a kid, my, my, my mom would tell me, uh, you know, straighten your back. I don't care. As a child, we, we have this point in life when we are grown-ups already, when we start caring for our health, but children don't care about that. Mm. So what you can do for them is educate them and never force them to do anything because they are out of the house then a couple of years later and they finally are like, okay, now I can eat fast food because I could never do this at home, right? So you don't want to deprive them. Right, right. There has to be joy. There has to be joy in, in, in that, in, in what you're eating and how you're eating, etc. So it has to be something that's attractive mm. for them. So it's having that, a good relationship with the food and, and uh, you're not depriving. That's something, again, I talk about, about don't deprive your young person anything. Instead, discuss, right? Instead of yes. depriving, and it's and it's not just in food. I know we've talked about this, guys, and you know we've we've talked about, for example, even gadgets. Don't deprive, discuss. And as you discuss these matters, young people begin to have those, as you speak, you know that they begin to have those new neuropaths, new ways of thinking about it. And then they come to conclusions that are healthy for them. It doesn't have to be a struggle. And that's what I heard you talk about, Alex, about um, influencing them. Don't tell them to stop. Don't say, I'm not going to buy this. Don't, you know, It's not supposed to be a fight because when there's conflict, there's no progress. So what I'm hearing you say is become the person you want your young person to be is that correct yeah 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 definitely you want to become that person but it, it may put a lot of pressure on you so i would say 
start becoming that person because you're not going to be perfect uh we're never going to to be that uh, like we still don't know you know what's 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 perfect what kind of an impact a word i say sometimes we say a word and it stays in somebody's mind and we have no idea about it so that's why you never want to call your child for instance pumpkin or cookie because a pumpkin looks like this <laughs> and that can actually cause weight gain mm. because they want to be that pumpkin Mm. so that's the modeling part but you need to model without being hard on yourself as well so it's about showing love and i love what you said about discussing uh but let's approach it the right way discussing is not you sitting and talking to them discussing is asking questions so you see them go into the fridge so what happened at school today you want to encourage them you want them to talk because the rule is, if you don't express the issue, the brain will store it in the tissue. Absolutely. So they need to talk. So in order, in order for them to talk, they need to feel safe. So you cannot judge them. You need to be open. And that then will come, they will come to those conclusions uh, that you mentioned. Yes, absolutely. Wow, I love that. I love that. And you guys know that we talk a lot about being that safe space for your young person to speak. So being that safe space so they can speak. And that way, if they are able to express themselves, the more they express themselves, you know, I've sent you that diagram that shows the clarity that comes with speaking. Just speaking to someone about an issue, you actually begin to see it more clearly clearly and you see actually it's not what I thought but when they store it like you said Alex and they store it in here it's like a giant you know it's like it just gets bigger it's like a giant in there getting bigger and bigger and bigger and before we know it either your young person is blown up they, that's why there's so much mental health problems because young people haven't got the safe space to speak and process whatever is going going on and and this is what I, I i just keep saying and i have to remind myself that as well that the problem is not the problem the problem is the interpretation that we allow them to keep in their mind in their brain and story and when when it's stored in there it affects as you know it affects so many because our brain our brain neurons are so interconnected. That's why sometimes you can smell something and it reminds you of, of so many things that are not even related to it. Or someone says something like, like what Alex, you said about pumpkin. And when you talk about a pumpkin, someone's already thinking about a, a, a rotund person a, out of, you know, like out of order, out of control because our our neurons brain neurons are so interconnected gosh and i'm so grateful alex that you've talked about this because th this is quite a sensitive subject for for all of us and um and most parents don't know how to speak to their to, to their teenagers especially about this yeah and uh, what we've been encouraged today to, to do today is let's be the person that we want our young people to emulate 
And also in being that person, let us not kick ourselves. We're not perfect. We fall short so many times. So let's not do it with them with when we fall short. Let's not blame ourselves. Let's not feel guilty. Let's move on to the next day. Try again the next day. So Alex, uh, what I would like you to tell us is um, we like to have practical strategies here. We like to have something that we can practice this week that is going to help us make a change. And in this forum, all of you guys know that we are action takers, right? We are action takers because information without action equals no transformation. So, Alex, I would like you to let us know what three strategies, three snippets, three steps, anything three that all of us parents can practice this week to help our young people maybe have a better relationship with food or just three things that is going to stick in our mind and we are going to practice this week. Uh, this is great. Yeah, actually, action has to follow when there's no action, when we only do the work here, which something is something that people do sometimes, there's no, um, no result. Mm. So um, I'm going to get back to that, that, that example that I was talking, talking about with feeling important and let's move to the actions from, uh, from there. We're going to mm. derive the actions from there. So this is one of the inner conflicts that may cause, it doesn't have to, but it may cause weight gain or weight loss. You know, there's some people who cannot gain weight for whatever reason, uh, independently how, how much they eat. Uh, these issues are actually caused by the same inner conflicts, which makes things more simple for, uh, for us, right? Mm -hmm. So the, um, the limiting belief that I am not important can come from something very simple. Like for instance, when you were a child, your mom left you at the shopping mall. She forgot you. You were gone for 15 minutes. Mm. Boom. That can be so big for a child. And again, I am not blaming anybody. No, I'm just saying how biology works, right? So the child may have that and it's downloaded to the subconscious, right? Mm. So um, you want to look uh, at your child. Uh, oh, okay. And how biology deals with not being important is since I am not important, my mom cannot see me. She lost me at the shopping mall. I need to be seen. I need to be visible. Yeah. So what can the brain do? The brain is going to grow, make you grow, wow. make you grow. So then you're bigger and then you're, you're more visible. Oh my so that's how that belief yeah, and there's this this I never thought of it. I told you. <laughs> well, no. uh, there's many other conflicts that that um, arise this way, or some of them are born when our mom is still pregnant with us. Mm. Because when the child is in the mother's belly, mm. it basically it thinks it's the same person. I am my mother. So everything that happens to mom. Uh, all the questions that she has, you know, all the bad words that she, he he she hears from somebody, for instance, if somebody doesn't approve at first of the, her pregnancy, right? She has to fight for that, that pregnancy. That happens a lot to us. Then we never talk about it, but it's somewhere it's stored. 
store mm. in, in your mom. Mm. So uh, what does that tell us? Uh, and often that uh, idea of I'm not important, middle children have that because the firstborn is the firstborn. So they get all the atten attention. Then you're the middle one. So, you know, it's not the first birth that was given. Things are easier and the parents get relaxed. And then the third child comes and they're the apple of their eye. And then the middle one, it's not important. Yeah. So what can expand? Mm. And what happens is then, for instance, it gets a lot of attention because now it has a, a problem. So it's a topic to talk to the child. So if I'm not important, so my weight brings me attention now, yeah. right? Wow. So uh, we want to give them. So based on these three, what can we do here? Hmm. First of all, it is so important to know um, for us how our mom was feeling what important things, what important conversations, what important really feelings happened when she was pregnant with us. Because these things, they manifest as diseases in a later point in time. And when I work with clients, they need to go back to their mother and ask, just talk and ask without blaming, you know, what was going on when you got pregnant? What did you feel? And you just need to be okay with that. And children are super they are so forgiving. They're so empathetic. You just tell them that. And then the inner conflict gets resolved. So mm. talk to them about how you feel about things. Mm. And encourage them. That will create that safe space. Yes. Tell them what you're going through. Because they know anyway. There's no point hiding it. Mm. So talk to them. tell them what was happening when they were children. What was happening? How did the pregnancy go, etc.? Mm. all of that that will just pay off so greatly in the in the future life it's it's amazing wow so give them attention by asking questions by by really wanting to get to know them mm. i think these are the two biggest uh, biggest takeaways here so that attention mm. is not oh you're doing it wrong anyway again right or, or or scolding at them that is attention but it's not good attention okay, so yeah understood they want to know that you listen to them take uh, if it's a feeling of i'm not important mm. uh, take consider their their what they want so if they tell you they want i don't want a piano piano lessons for instance yeah, yeah. listen to that and don't force them to do something that you think is good for them yeah. Because they're going to find something else that's good for them and they're going to respect so much that mm. you're not forcing them to do something. So ask them, what would you want um, in, instead? Or uh, why not? Mm. And they're going to tell you, maybe my teacher smells, you know, maybe it's going to be something like that. So you need to understand why, right? Or I don't like to play the piano or I'm going to be an astronaut. Okay, so let's get you to... Do something, uh, something else. Yeah. So showing that attention and show it to yourself too. Absolutely. So you model it by showing to yourself. <laughs> so you're saying we need to consider th that feeling of them feeling that they're not important and help them process and realize they are actually important. And then you're saying that they need young people need to be shown attention. And what was the third one? Well, um, feeling important, that may be a content that's causing the, the weight gain, but it, it may be something else. Mm. I would say it's, it's pretty common. 
So it's good to handle that. Yeah. Uh, paying attention, asking questions, right. asking questions, getting to know them, yeah, being genuinely interested without judging. So if I ask a question, it's not for me to judge you. It's for wow. me to get to know you. Wow, I like that. I like what you said, Alex, because um, sometimes as parents, we just assume, we just assess yes. our kids. Yes. And something that we are trying to really work on is actually being a conscious person. This is a relationship, a friendship relationship based on trust with your young person. And what yeah. you want is for them to be able to open up to you and it's because of opening up to you, they are able to process those, the, the, those emotions or, or, or those uh, thoughts that they have in their mind. And then we are able to help them resolve the conflicts that they have. Because some of the conflicts, some of them are real, but some of them are imagined. We know that. But the brain doesn't care whether it's real or imagined. It just knows that is. So... Yeah. Our job, yeah, like you said, it's our job really to help them process. And as Alex said, we can we can uh, remind them that they are important and then have those conversations with them and really listen and discuss with them and, and make them feel, I would say, make them feel valued, right? Make them feel valued. So they're not using food as a, to fill in that gap that they are yeah. not important, right? Yeah. So Alex, yeah, I know my audience would love to know where to grab a hold of you. And uh, yeah, if they've got any questions to come to discuss with you, where can we find you? Uh, absolutely, you can go to my website. It's simple, imdonewithdiets.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or you can find me on Facebook, Alex uh, Tomaszewska. Mm. At, if you could post a link somewhere, that would be easier. <laughs> I, will definitely, I will be posting those links j just below here, and uh, and then yeah, and then and then you can you guys can get a hold of Alex and ask those questions because sometimes I know you and I know that sometimes when we have these discussions, other questions come in your mind, and I always encourage you to ask. Let's ask, let's know, let's know, and then let's practice. And it's in practicing that we become masters, really. So I am so, so happy and I'm so excited about this conversation, Alex. And we hope to have, I mean, a further conversation because I'm feeling there is more. There's so many <laughs> questions I wanted to ask you. And... Uh, and maybe even the more questions that will come through from parents. And then once, once you guys send those questions and then what we can do is we can bring Alex back again to explain some of these things. I'm sure you love to hear from other experts, yeah? We, we've got a beautiful community here, but we also love to hear from other people and learn because we are a learning group of, um, we are a learning movement. We are learning parents of teenagers. We are supportive to each other. We encourage each other here. And we're just a beautiful, beautiful community here. And it's getting bigger and bigger. It's really a movement. And I'm so proud of all of you guys. And I will continue to do my best to bring you some of the best experts from all over the world. 
And um, now I'm going to say bye for now. And remember, if you haven't grabbed that, um, that resource, our free resource, uh, you need to go to www.raisingremarkableteenagers.com forward slash class. I'm going to be having a free masterclass there. Let's meet over there. And for now, Alex, have you got any last minute thoughts for our lovelies? Uh, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I just want to say if you have questions, yeah, do send them over. We can do another segment and answer those. And I'm sure um, usually it's we have a question and we're looking at things from the wrong perspective. So it's worth to ask that question so that you can actually shift your perspective and then we're going to know where to look for the, the answer. So it's very valuable. Uh, I have videos on my Facebook profile where I explain different conflicts, different things um in a group in a blog so take a look over there there's a lot of tips uh there i work with um with grown-ups but uh like i said the work is on you the work is on you really need to do it on yourself so it's going to work all right thank you so much guys and until our next session we're gonna say bye for now and thank you, bye. make sure you practice what you have learned because it's in practicing that we gain mastery right and i always say information information without action there will be no transformation so let's do it thank you so much and see you in the next Thanks. session bye, bye. now